0: Listener supported WNYC Studios.
1: Purple Ray, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know times are changing.
2: Ooh, 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 ooh. Nah, nah, what's my name? That oh, was a mashup. That was a good mashup. Really. I, I, I think I could be a really good DJ. DJ J. Willie, mm-hmm. the coolest DJ on
3: the planet.
2: Have you seen Purple Rain, dude? I seen Purple Rain it's a thousand, and a million, so bajillion times. It's so good.
1: My favorite scene in the movie is when he like comes home, like, right, and his dad and looking his mom. for his dad.
2: He's like where are you motherfucker yeah. and I was like you can't and then his dad just like <laughs> flicks him and he like slams I'm up against <laughs> his like little body and his curly bangs like slam up against a wall it's so good <laughs> like, it's like oh my god I love you
1: and his peak he was writing like two songs a day that's yeah, like that's insane mm-hmm. I would love to be that talented mm-hmm. he plays mm-hmm. like all those instruments and he could dance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he has
2: such style yeah he always, he wore, he knew how to wear a fucking tunic yeah and he had his aesthetic and he like wasn't afraid to like, play with yeah. society standards of gender. Exactly. And, like, sexuality just mm-hmm. felt very, like... Natural. It was very future. Yeah. It was know? so future. So future. Not fugue. the musician future. Yeah, like, get over yourself, future. Yeah.
1: Ugh. <laughs> Hi, my babies. It's Phoebe Robinson. And it's motherfreaking Jessica Williams. And you are listening to Two Dope Queens from WNYC Studios.
2: We got a hot new episode for you recorded live at Union Hall. We have Shane
1: Torres, who's been on Conan. An amazing man with long hair. He's also been on the L train, because he lives in Brooklyn. (laughs) We have Roy
2: Wood Jr. period, hilarious, exclamation mark. What would? We got Khalees Hawkins, all-star mom and all-around funny lady. Not the one who sings, My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Hawkins. She's a light-skinned sister. Uh-huh. And some of you black
1: dudes out there probably get up in her face and then get mad when she don't want to talk to you and then be like, you think
2: you're all that cause you light skinned. <laughs> don't say that shit. Enough of the chit-chat. Let's get on with the show.
1: Bunch. welcome to Dope Queens live from Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York. Brought,
2: brought to you, you by, by WNYC Studios. Oh my God. You were thinking it. I How
1: did you know it was going to say "brought to you by"? That was that was so magical. It was. Be magical. Oh it was God. like two
2: Oprahs at once.
1: I know. <laughs> it was. You look great. Really? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh I like God. it. <laughs> I only
2: put in, you know, a minimal amount of effort.
1: Well, I have some exciting news to share. Oh, my God. You're finally I'm... pregnant. Oh, God. Do not say that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the news is that I finished my book. I turned it Yay! in. Phoebe, congratulations! Thank you. I turned in last Tuesday, and uh, how did it feel
2: turning it in? It felt
1: so good. I was like, I think I could be president. Like I was yeah. like, yeah. If you can write a book and miss multiple deadlines, but then eventually turn it in, you can be president. I feel yeah. like, it's, yeah.
2: <laughs> because you know who definitely like hasn't wrote a really good book, Donald Trump. So
1: right. <laughs> I, I hope you guys will all buy it when it comes Hell out. Oh yeah. It better. Yeah. It better. It didn't sound like most of you were going to buy it, okay? They are
2: like, yes, maybe. What's the title and the plot? Okay.
1: Okay. So it is a, a collection of essays called You Can't Touch My Hair um, that got the black people on board. Um,
2: so they were like, yo!
1: The white people are like, why is that a problem? That's not, t-
2: I don't know, I got a story for you, <laughs> speaking of. That's
1: why I wrote it. Um, and it's just going to be about, like, race, gender, pop culture stuff, and then Jess is going to write the foreword. So it'll be like a really, it'll be just like a tag team of black girl magic, I guess. Yeah, speaking
2: of, you can't touch my hair. Yeah. Uh, I had a girls night on Friday. <laughs> Which is really fun. Um, I went out with my two white girlfriends. And nice. they are, this is important to the story. I'm not just profiling just because. <laughs> um, roll with me. Uh, and uh, they are both feminists. And we went to this restaurant in Brooklyn. And when we got in, a man was like, oh, wow, I, I love your hair. It's really beautiful. I was like, oh, thank you so much. He's like, man. And he just stops he looks at me. He's like, "Oh man, just oh god, it's oh man, it's just beautiful." And it's like, "Thank you." And uh, <laughs> my girlfriends were like, "That's." That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. And so yeah. uh then we sat down and then there was another guy and he was sitting at the table next to us and he was really drunk. And so he turns towards our table, like a complete one eighty, yeah, and is like, Hey and he was that kind of drunk where they're like you like lean forward in being drunk, like it could be a throw up, but it's right. not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he was just like, Hey, and I was like, hi and he's like i really oh man i really love your hair um, and i was like oh thank you so much it's fine and he's like can i uh, can i touch it no and i was about to say something and yeah. then both of my two white girlfriends were like oh my god are you fucking kidding me <laughs> yes i'm fucking leaveable and they were just swearing. Like, I can't even fucking believe that shit. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and I was just sitting back and I was like, oh my God. Oh yeah. And they were wow. just like, I, I can't even believe that you would. You don't know this by now. Like You don't know this.
1: Wow. And he's like, I'm
2: sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it was just a question. They're like, it's not just a question. <laughs> You're like oppressing her and you don't even know. it. how dare you <laughs> turn around, turn around, turn around. <laughs> they turned to me like, you have to fucking go through that all the time. I just can't even believe it. The world that we fucking live in.
1: <laughs>
2: and I was like, we did it, black ladies. Like, we kind of did it. That's great. It was fucking awesome. Where are these white ladies from? And how they're can we... from like, one is from like New Hampshire. And then the other one is from Connecticut. So they
1: did their research. Like, we really
2: did it. That's amazing. And they can be our
1: soldiers. What? that is incredible we, like, we don't have to like right trudge. they can be on the front lines yeah and we could yeah. just kind of be on the back like hey get them, girl yeah
2: <laughs> um that's a that's a great it was awesome that oh, was so really good I didn't have to say sh- diddly shit I'm trying to
1: think oh Allison is in the audience tonight she's one Allison. of my closest friends she's very sweet and so last her face is like ah yeah. <laughs> do Point me out. <laughs> You're being like, such a bitch right now. Um, no, but I, I, some of you guys were at the show, and I talked about how I had an encounter at Michael's, and I had some... It was like bullshit. Yeah, some racist employees who like did not serve me, but they like waited on the white people instead. And so I ranted about it on Facebook, and I was like, oh, that feels good. I said some F-bombs. I'm good. I go mm-hmm. on with my day. And then Allison calls me, and she's like, I just got off the phone with Michaels and I filed an official complaint. (laughs) And I was like, that's why. That's amazing. I was like, that is like, I just didn't think you. Black people don't think about filing complaints. Like
2: We're we're just like, motherfucker. Well, you know what it is. It's because it's the system. Right. It's the fucking system. So it feels like. All you can do in that moment is just, like, get lit. Yeah. Just, obviously embarrass yourself in right. front of everybody in the vicinity. Right. And then go home and then go fucking meditate. Right. And then Alex was like, no, I'm just going to dial area
1: code, seven digits. Hi, can I speak to your manager? Mm. Great. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then she did, She filed a formal complaint. Beautiful creature. Yeah. So I I, I started direct messaging with Michael's. And, um <laughs> like on Twitter, yeah. Because then after she filed a complaint, and then another white friend was like, "Hey, you should just like complain about this on Twitter because people respond to that on Twitter." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I did, and then I was like, "That moment when like oh, so fucking douchey." But and sometimes then, you got to get it trending, so right. And then someone uh, on Michaels was like, "Hey, can you? F- we're following you. Can you follow us back so we could talk about this?" And I was like, "Oh, that was quick." So we had a bunch of exchanges, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to look into it." And I haven't heard anything back, so I'm like, "Should I? Should I follow up, or do I just need to move on?" dot org. Well,
2: you already started it, so you need to like just close finish that. it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I will follow up with them, and I'll keep you guys posted. But cool. Allison
2: is the whole. Yeah. I mean, thank Allison, you so much, Allison. I love God you. God bless you. Yeah. God bless people of all races that stand in solidarity yeah. with us. I should be able to buy frames and not get yeah, yeah like profiled.
1: Yeah, the damn frames. List, I'm buying. That's
2: the thing. It's like it wasn't like you were you pulled up to like a Bentley lot and were trying to get a Bentley and they were like you can't afford it. Like you and didn't get like,
1: pretty woman on Bordeaux Drive, right? It's like literally everyone can afford frames. Like, you know what like I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. It just never ends. Yeah, but I want to have my big mistake moments. So I need to like do yeah. that. Like. Big mistake, huge. Oh shit! Sure. <laughs> I'm going to Joanne Fabrics. Major. It's like, those, those, <laughs> those, are, <laughs> those are like the only two options. So, <laughs> they know where I'm going. Okay, they know. <laughs> are you guys ready for more show? Our first guest is a favorite of ours. Please get up for
2: Shane, Shane Torres.
0: I am the exact physical opposite of your last two comedians. But sometimes people ask to touch my hair too. Uh Do you guys remember meeting your first homeschooled kid? Anyone? No. Oh, yeah? I, if, you've, if you've never met a homie, I, um, I'll explain it to you. They always act exactly the way an alien would act if they took over a human's body. <laughs> like, they kind of get it, but if you watch them from a distance, you're just like, that one's eating cereal with a fork. <laughs> Fucking homeschooled, kid. And they just they just show up one day. Just walk out of a house in your neighborhood you thought no children lived in. And when they come out, they always smell like laundry that wasn't dried properly. And the first thing they say to you is always nuttier than squirrel shit. It's never, how you doing? It's always something bizarre, like, my name is Baxter, and my dad puts honey in our milk. And you're like, ah! You're super weird. you laugh like a bully's friend. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Get him, Doug. <laughs> it's it's very endearing. I, oh, man. I'm sorry. I uh, can someone uh please explain to me what Guy Fieri actually did to anyone ever? Cuz as far as I can tell, That guy has not done anything wrong. And everybody shits on him all the time. And all he did was follow his dreams. It's crazy. Um, Ever since uh, my father passed away, uh, I'm not great with transitions. I, 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 I have a family member who thinks they're in charge. Do you guys have a family member like this? Thinks they run shit? Yeah, and you just treat them like the assistant manager of a blockbuster? <laughs> like, fuck you and your khakis. I, I. Blockbuster was like Netflix in a building, if you didn't get that reference. <laughs> and you had to wait for stuff. Sometimes it wasn't there. It was a really archaic system. And then if you were done with it, you didn't bring it back right away. You got charged a lot, and... Then you yelled at me. Um, <laughs> so I guess it was like a year or two ago. I, I flew home, I uh, surprised my mother for Christmas because I'm a real good son. And uh, I was sitting around my mother's Christmas dinner table, and I just happened to say this phrase, okay? Oh, did you guys hear? We might have a black James Bond. It's a very reasonable statement, (laughs) any way you slice it. Really not not even a thing that, just like conversation, you know? And then this person says, who? So you kind of already know. And I says, Idris Elba, he played Stringer Bell on the Wire, super handsome, goatee, right, you know. You know when you don't know shit about cars, but you're like, that's a nice fucking car? (laughs) Same thing, but black actor. Uh, There's not a hair out of place on him. He's like pretty perfect. Um, Also the physical opposite of me. Um, But I says, I yourself, I played Stringer Bell on the wire, right? And this person goes, No. And then they got up and left Christmas dinner? (laughs) And it's exactly for the reason you think, because they're a stupid bigot. Uh, They came back in five minutes later and just looked me dead in the eyes, and they go, you know, Shane, if you're too open-minded, your brain will fall out. (laughs) And they nodded at the end, like, checkmate, motherfucker. Like... And that person wins, because I don't know how to argue with shit that doesn't make sense. Like, you don't get to come in with a colloquialism and be like, your move. Like, oh, this turkey's kind of dry, but it'll make a turd. Boom. (laughs) Well, you know, if you buy a hog and you don't check the snout, it could be a chicken. Better get your butter going, because them grits ain't gonna cook. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Any time... Uh, My beloved mother hears the actor George Clooney's name. She always says the exact same thing the exact same way. And it's never like, I'm so wet. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to do an impression of my mother hearing the actor George Clooney's name. Can you could you help me out? And will you just uh, just say George Clooney loud enough to where everyone can hear it? After I turn around, and you wait like five seconds? five seconds. Yeah, thank you. You, you got it. Right, go. This is my mother hearing the actor George Clooney's name. George Clooney. Oh, that George Clooney. <laughs> You know, they say he has political aspirations. <laughs> and that's it. I have seen her le- do that and then walk into another room. <laughs> it's probably dementia. I am. She's getting up there. <laughs> and she'll, she'll be fine. Uh, you guys can probably tell this by looking at me, but I have been fired a lot. <laughs> So I'm 34 years old, and I look like a Native American meatloaf impersonator. (laughs) I I saw a guy quit his job the best way ever once. I was working at a restaurant in Fort Worth, Texas, where I'm from. And this manager, Pat, and his waiter, Richard, they just got in a huge argument on the dining room floor. And they were screaming back and forth and screaming back and forth. Till finally the manager, Pat, just goes, All right, Richard, get the fuck out. You're fucking fired. And Richard just yelled back without missing a beat. I don't need this goddamn job. I sell coke. (laughs) Which is the best way ever to quit your job. Fuck your reference. I'm in the dope game now. Richard gonna be all right. He wasn't. He got shot. He's a drug dealer. Calm down. I'll finish with a joke. I'm cute. Yeah, I'm cute. Sometimes I'm cute. Cute is how I am, not how I look. Um. Oh. (laughs) Somebody just goes, oh. It's fine. It It was sympathetic. It was sweet. Um, You guys ever buy a bottle of your ex girlfriend's shampoo? Wash your hair with it? And, and then sit around and smell yourself? Me neither. Uh, you guys are real sweet. Thank you. I'm Shane Torres. Y'all have a great night. <laughs> Phoebe Robinson, Jessica Williams.
2: For Shane Torres. Shane. He's so funny. One of the greats. Coming up, our girl Kaley Hawkins talks about her dumb kid's birthday wish. Don't go away.
4: This message comes from two dope queen sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at betterhelp.com dopequeens today to get 10% off your first month.
1: You guys are such a beautiful crowd. Are you guys having fun?
2: You ready to bring up the next comedy? Okay.
1: okay, she's very, very funny. She's one of my favorite comedians working. You've seen her. She's been on Jimmy Fallon. She was on Oxygen's Funny Girls. She just got hired to write a new true TV comedy show. What's the name of it? Comedy Knockout. Comedy Knockout. Please get up for Kalise Hawkins!
4: Usually I like to drink wine before my set because it loosens me up. I'm trying to like lay off the wine, so I switched to this. This is still something alcoholic. <laughs> Just joking, trying to start off my set. I was home by myself a couple years ago after a really bad breakup, and I was drinking wine by myself with my Chihuahua Maltese watching Netflix, which, by the way, is the only way my ex-boyfriend could hurt me now is if he changes his Netflix password. <laughs> But when you're home and all, you're, all you have is like, a tiny little dog and you're crying, they're useless. I used to have a Rottweiler. She didn't know what to do either, but she tried. She would stand over me protectively. She'd be confused, but she'd howl. She'd be like, oh, I got you. But when I cried around my little shitty chihuahua Maltese, all she did was hide in the corner. She was shivering. She's like, I know, right? <laughs> it's really scary out there. We should stay inside forever. You can use my pee -pee pad. (laughs) I only got her for my kid because ever since she's been able to talk, she's been asking for a sibling because she doesn't realize she was a one-night stand. (laughs) She just turned nine. You know what she asked for her birthday? She wanted a twin. (laughs) Yeah, she's a fucking idiot. (laughs) Could you imagine if I could give that to her? If I could be like, happy birthday to open the closet door. Remember how mommy told you not to go near the door? Happy birthday to. Well, when I had you, there was another one. And I just stuffed it behind here. And I told you not to open that because I knew one of you was going to be an asshole. And I put the other one in there. Happy birthday. What do you want to name it? My kid's an idiot. She's at that age where I cannot convince her there's evil in the world. And do you know how scary that is for me? I cannot convince her. I tried to have the conversation with her. I was like, listen, if anybody ever comes up to you in the park, if a guy comes up to you and says, help me find my puppy, don't trust it. It's a trick. She was like, I don't know, mommy. A lot of people lose their dogs. (laughs) You mean to tell me all these missing puppy posters are full of shit? (laughs) She's like, What would you think, mommy? How would you feel if you went to the park with our doggy Yoshi and she got loose and you went up to somebody's kid and you're like, hey, you gotta help me find my puppy? And the kid's like, What are you what are you trying to fuck me? (laughs) She didn't say that last part, but that's how she that's how she thinks. I don't blame her for not knowing things. I don't know things, or else she wouldn't be here. (laughs) People just assume that moms know everything. A friend of mine was like, "I I have a question. I need some advice. And you're a mom. You would know. I'm like, no. I don't know. Being a mom doesn't qualify you to do things. Okay? All right? All I know how to do is have unprotected sex. Could you imagine if it mattered any other kind of way? Could you imagine if you're on a plane and the flight attendant's like, oh no, the pilot just died and we're all going to crash unless, is there a mom? (laughs) On the plane, I'm like, I'm a mom. She's like, mommy, what do we do? I'm like, look, don't worry. (laughs) I don't know how to fly a plane, but we'll try to fuck this pilot back to life. (laughs) Somebody hold my baby. I just I just want to be a good mom like my mom was, you know? She raised me to take care of myself. <laughs> and to be independent. My mom raised me to be a strong black woman. <laughs> but she didn't tell me the side effects of loneliness and depression. <laughs> you could be too strong. A lot of black women have to live that life where they have to be strong. I don't need nobody. I don't need nobody. I don't need no, don't need no man and nobody. body. And then one day you wake up and nobody's there. You're like, oh, shit. It worked. <laughs> my mom raised me to be so independent. I don't even know how to be on a date with a guy and let him buy my dinner without feeling like I'm homeless. It's awkward. I don't know how to order off the menu in front of his face if I know he's going to pay without feeling like I'm begging. I'm like, could you buy me this coke but I feel like all he hears me say is ah, it's, you know, ah will you spare some change for this appetizer ah, I'm a single independent woman but this was a rough day so I came on a day for calamari ah. that's how men make me feel and that's why I drink people are really hard on, on alcoholism You can't be too hard on alcoholism, okay? Come on. If I wasn't drinking, I would have never met my child. (laughs) I'm currently not single, actually. My current boyfriend is white, which is interesting because there's a different kind of stereotype when you have a white boyfriend, you know? Different kind of thing going on. I like it. He's nice, he's very companionable. He's always around, he's always there. Is that what it's like? <laughs> to be with a white guy? I had a kid with a black guy, I can't find him, but the white guy. I actually bring that up to see how much you would laugh at that because there's a stereotype about black men not taking care of their kids and nobody does any fucking research. They don't care about the history. They don't care, they're just like, just take care of your kids, it's easy. Just do it, just dodge all the bullets and all the unfair fucking job opportunities and go home and take care of your kid. And then we watch Jerry Springer and they have the paternity test. And he goes, You are not the father. And the guy's doing his little dance, like, Ha ah, ha I told you the baby. Ah, it's not my baby. Ah. And we're home watching on the TV screen, going, Ha ah, look at that guy dancing. He's so excited because he doesn't have another mouth if he can't afford to feed himself. Ha ah, It's hilarious. Ah. Meanwhile, every other week there's a new black guy that gets released from prison off of DNA evidence that said he didn't do shit. That's the Maury Povich special I want to see where they have a DNA evidence, rip open an envelope and go, holy shit, you are not the murderer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want to see. I get a different form of discrimination now that I have a white boyfriend, I'm on the train with him. And, you know, there's this light skin couple that saw us and they're being real fucking light skin. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They're being real fucking light skinned. They were annoyed with us. She's like, you pushed us earlier when you got on a train. I was like, you've been holding on to that shit for this whole ride. Why didn't you, why didn't you say something earlier? She's like, well, now you just pushed my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, did I bash? Because <laughs> I'm not mature. And then I realized... I realized that she was mad at me because I was sitting with a white guy. And she thought that I thought that I was better than her. And I got so angry. I was like, you don't fucking know my life. You don't realize how many black guys I fucked before I got to this one white dude? <laughs> After we got off the train, my boyfriend was like, why, why were those Spanish people so angry at you? <laughs> I was like, they're not, they're, they weren't, they weren't He said, well, why didn't you just speak Spanish to them and make them feel more comfortable? I was like, I'm not. All this time I thought my boyfriend was so progressive. He's just a fucking idiot. All right. A lot of discrimination in the world, a lot of racism, and now the gay people are taking it in the ass. Figuratively. <laughs> if, you, if you can't laugh at that, then why are we here? <laughs> the gay people are taking in the ass. Figuratively. A lot of people are angry about that. They're very angry about that. I don't understand why straight people get mad about gay people having sex. They don't want to have sex with you. Leave them alone. They're like, yeah, but you're going to burn in hell. I'm like, yeah. Isn't that what you want? <laughs> What do you want? Shouldn't you say that a little more excited? Like, you're gonna burn in hell. What do you fucking want? Do you want all the gay people to walk around pretending to be straight until they die and they go to heaven? Like, we made it. We're all here now. And we're gonna fuck you. The other other thing is if you're born gay or if you choose it, I don't even know why gay people are like, I was born this way, I was born this way. Stop saying that. You should be able to make a fucking decision. You're old enough to do that. I don't understand why you have to be born that way. I'm 35 years old. Do you know how many guys I've hooked up with in my life who have tried to put their penis in my butt? I know, I was like, oh my God, did you choose this? Or were you born this way? Just stay out of people's sex lives, okay? This is my last joke, so laugh really hard. I um, <laughs> When I first had my daughter by myself, everybody was so judgmental. They were so judgmental. They go, like, okay, I can't believe I'm a child into the world. How are you going to raise it? What are you going to do? They're so mean about it. But that's not the worst thing you could do in life. There's so many worse things you could do in life than bring a child into the world. I brought a kid into this world. So fucking what? Okay? I'm pretty do you understand I'm not bragging it's not my fault I'm pretty I don't even know what to do with it half the time I'm pretty because my parents were two shallow pieces of shit and when they met each other they were like oh let's get married and then they had three kids and then they got divorced and they left us by ourselves to walk down the street and you know how, when I'm walking down the street how many penises I have to fight off and you know what I can't dodge every dick <laughs> It's a numbers game. I'm gonna make a t-shirt. It's gonna say, I can't dodge every dick. And the back is gonna say, so buy me a drink and roll the dice. <laughs> Thank you. Give it up for police
1: hawkins! Woo! Hey guys, we're gonna take a quickie, but we'll be right back with Roy Wood Jr. Did you know that he hates the boy band B2K? Well he does.
0: It's
1: personal. Find out why in a
2: minute.
1: Thanks for sticking with us. Okay, back to the show. I'm uh yeah, I'm changing up my style from the. It looks like you got a fanny pack. I got a a fanny pack. Let's let's talk about what's in there. I don't have much in it because this is like yeah. my debut, so I'm trying to keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have uh, half a thing of tit. Oh, cute. You need that. And, yeah, I have my cell phone in there earlier. Yeah, and I have my Mophie charger, so my cell phone never That's dies. That's cool. That's so cool. I will survive. Yeah, that know? is really smart. I got sustenance and I got electric Like you can't. The zombies can't fuck with me, dude. Like, Man,
2: girl, you would be so dead so quickly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um,
2: I know. My dad, uh, he used to carry around a fanny for, like, a majority of my childhood. And it was the same one. It was not as cool as that. (laughs) Yeah. It was, like, ripped in certain parts, and it was just filled to the brim.
1: With what? uh, (laughs)
2: Just fucking receipts, credit cards, his, like, police badge like everything and it had like police badges, like everything and he was like he's sort of like a chubbier guy so it would just his stomach would gently lean over and i'd be like i love it felt so comforting that's cute but he was a dad who like if we would go to like food for less or like a grocery store like a key foods or something he would wear his house shoes like he just gave no fucks (laughs) and he would get (laughs) chips like he would get a big bag of chips and he would start eating it on the way to the register oh he's one of those people he's that dude and he would like drink the drink like a whole coke and then hand the bottle to the girl who was like checking everything out and i'd just be like dad kill me (laughs) uh once he super embarrassed me it was like black history month at uh my after school program or whatever and uh both my parents showed up I was like nine okay and this was like with a lot of white kids both my parents showed up in full African dashiki form Ah! and like nobody told me that it was happening (laughs) and they're like pretty straightforward from the Midwest like I don't know where the fuck they got it like they weren't like driving they weren't like dropping me off at school that morning being like hey just so that you know your mom's gonna wear like the biggest dashiki hat she can find (laughs) So then I ran of the bathroom and I cried. Oh no! Did your parents ever do weird shit like that? They're like pretty. I don't want to say like boring, but they're
1: like they're pretty just chill like Midwest people. Uh-huh. I did. My mom did take me out of school once. This was like middle school, uh-huh. and there was like a a, a middle school like t- uh, talent show or whatever, and I like. Uh, bought this like crop top. Yeah, and I was like, How old you? I was like, like, I don't know, six, like grade. like
2: twelve. Ooh, shit.
1: Yeah, and so my mom was like, I was walking out the house. My mom was like, you are you're not wearing that crop top. She's it's right, cool. right. <laughs> of course. She's not. like, she's, go back upstairs and change. Right. So I was like, all right. And I like stuffed in my book bag. Ooh, bad girl. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I'm ready for I'm ready for school. So she like drops me off at school, and I think she like went up into like my bedroom to like look for the crop top. Uh Yeah, and she saw it wasn't there, so she like drove her ass back to school, (laughs) and she like waited until like ten minutes before the talent show. I got called out of class. who was like, Phoebe, you're going home. Everyone was like, why is she
2: leaving? And I was like, because of this crop top. <laughs> <laughs> so you and had it on. I when she, had it on. Oh, it was stunning. Yeah,
1: I was like, trying to be like, what up? Whenever
2: I got in trouble that bad, like my mom's thing that she likes to yell when she's angry, she goes, how could you walk out here like that? You came from my coochie. That's what she likes to say to me. <laughs> With just all of the conviction of Angela Bassett. <laughs> In any film,
1: I was like the coochie surprise. I don't feel like your she mom. She loves would say, to say
2: coochie. Wow! I know your mom is so fascinating. Sometimes she's really my mom. Uh, she is like a former, obviously like hot lady. Like she used to go to clubs and stuff. And whenever she tells me about how hot she used to be, she'd be like, "Girl, the men all pause whenever I walk into the club." <laughs> But then, when I was born, she found religion and uh, she found Christianity. So now she's a minister. But every now and then, like my old mom comes out, and uh, it's like very funny. Like BC mom comes out. Oh my god! I. Love- it's it's pretty funny it makes for a very dynamic mother she has an aol account and recently she got hacked (gasps) like of course because it's fucking aol right it's like she's had it for 10 years and the aol account was messaging me as my mom it sent me an email and it was like hey i'm stuck in the philippines (laughs) and it was like i'm in a hotel can you please wire me money to my hotel i love you maria (laughs) And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to email this back. That's uh, what did you And write? I was like, "Mom, really? You're stuck in the Philippines? What? Why did you go there?" <laughs> and it emailed me back, "Well, I went there because actually, I'm in a tight bind. I can't explain it right now. <laughs> Please just wire me the money." And so then I started to add very specific specific things and like ask the person questions, right. and they just wouldn't buck. They just kept doing. Please just send me money. I'm scared.
1: Oh my god. And so, so then
2: funny. I was like, "Fuck off forever. Die in a fire. This is my mother."
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so does your mom still have the AOL account?
2: Yes, she's still using it. She's very active with it. What? She doesn't know what to do. I told her just get a Gmail. She's like, "No, nah, I like my AOL account." Yeah. Same with my parents. That's how I get
1: my news. Yeah. <laughs> So my mom, and she, my mom is really bad at, at, g, at emails. Like she never like writes back. What do you mean? Like, she, she, like you <laughs> like whatever you send her, she's just like noted. Like she like nods at the screen, but like doesn't <laughs> like actually. She was like, I think
2: it's sent out. Right. Like
1: she like <laughs> doesn't like write back.
2: That's great. My mom no. signs off on text messages. That's cute. As usual. She gets periods confused with commas. And I think she thinks that the at sign means about. Oh, no. So she goes, what are you talking, at sign? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's effort here, but it's not enough. <laughs> oh, no. God bless her. That's She's going to love this episode yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I, don't,
1: I mean, I was got late into technology. Like, I didn't have a cell phone until I was
2: 21. Oh, wow. So, like,
1: through, like, College, like, I still just had, like, my room, like, my dorm phone. Like, if I wasn't wow, in my... Wow, so you
2: were using a landline. Yeah,
1: I was, like, out in these streets. What?
2: And, like, that's going like, to like fucking, poetry class. Yeah, and like, that's, like, very Ben Franklin. Like right. I was,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, like, off the grid. And I remember, like, especially, like, my freshman year, I shared a room, <clears throat> my dorm room with this girl who uh, I think... Her parents, like, she was just like one of those people where you move away and your parents, like, really don't know what this person is really like outside of their presence. And so she was like, always out in these streets like yeah. she would be gone for like days at a time then she'd like come back to like check on her like Tamagotchi like pet thing that she had so she just
2: wasn't keeping it with her she wasn't keeping what it with her a fucking terrible Tamagotchi and, mom
1: and so I it was like the fucking help I was like Viola Davis <laughs> like you're looking
2: at it like you is kind <laughs> beep 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 you is small <laughs> beep 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 you's important now yes. let me yes let me clean your poop.
1: Yeah, I was doing that. I was like feeding the pet everything. And that is her, so
2: ig. It's so
1: ig. It was this white girl. And then like her parents,
2: obviously. <laughs> it's FYI. Right, just,
1: and then. But that's
2: just natural. That's how right. the world falls into place. Right. Watch
1: my baby. Oh. Right. And then her parents would call. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, like, where, I forget her name. Like, where's Susan? That's not her name. But like, where's Susan uh-huh, or whatever? Uh-huh. And I would just be like. Oh, I think she's like in class. Like I just would like make up shit about like what her life is like because she like obviously wasn't calling her parents. Uh-huh. She, I don't
2: know. She was probably at like raves and shit. Yeah. You're like, she's at um,
1: Whole Foods. I, I, uh. Yeah. Bye. Click. Yeah. Like that that's was like a lot of
2: pressure. Yeah. So did you hair. ever have a talk with her?
1: Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> one day I came back to the uh-huh. dorm. Uh-huh. This is when I still um, used to like uh, straighten my hair a little bit. And uh, I went to, like, use my comb, and I saw that her, like... Str- nope! Yep, she had used my fucking comb! Nope, 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 nope. That is the grossest thing ever. So gross. Holy shit. So I just saw these, like, strands of, like, brown hair, you know what I mean? Oh, no. And I was, like... I got so mad. Yeah. So when she came home, I was like, you can't use my motherfucking combs.
2: <laughs> what you're doing, you're sitting in the dark when she opens the door. <laughs> you have your comb. You turn around in your computer chair. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Phoebe, I, I didn't know you. Are you sleeping? You're like, no, bitch. I've been waiting for you. I have the comb in like an evidence bag, yeah. you know? <laughs> You're like, I could stand the Tamagotchi. I could stand <laughs> talking to your parents. But this brush, you go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, I'm so... And she, mm-hmm. like, got terrified. Mm-hmm. She, like, started taking care of her Tamagotchi. Like, she, yeah. like... Because I got, like, black girl mad at her. She yeah. never seen it. So she's like, yeah. oh, I got to be a better mother. Yeah. Like, she, like, got on Turn it. Turn your
2: life around. Yeah, We didn't go through the civil rights movement for shit like that to happen. <laughs> Fix your shit. <laughs> I love this next comedian. He is so funny. He's been doing stand up for a very long time. You can catch him on the Daily Show. Please give it up for Roy Wood Jr.
3: Yeah, I have a question for y'all. Go ahead. Why does my AOL email address bother you? Because I got one. And it's still active. It's ignorant. It's like, active. It's active. Ignorant. It, it doesn't it, like. Here's my thing. It's the one thing that doesn't like. My phone's not going to give your phone email herpes or something. If you <laughs> like, and I know it makes me dated, but I don't give a shit. It's, it's convenient.
2: It's, it's like a status thing, right? You, you wanna, like you're like a little bit ashy, and we've got lotion because we have a you
3: wanna, Right? <laughs> you want to know a true story? Go ahead. Yes. The day I got the Daily Show. The first thing I did when I got the call and I hung up with Comedy Central, I went on my website and changed my shit to Gmail. <laughs> yes! Because I didn't want to get laughed at. Like, before I checked tweets to make sure I didn't say some stupid tweet in yeah. 2004 yeah. that you'd try yeah. to get me fired for, mm-hmm. I was like, no, they'll fire me for this AOL shit first. <laughs> so I gotta... Y'all give it up for Jessica and Phoebe, man. Thank y'all for having me here, man. been a weird career. <laughs> That's right. I have been doing comedy a long time, man. I, I tell you, I'll tell you a story real quick. I won't really do a lot of jokes, but I'll tell you a story about the time Arsenio Hall saved my career. <laughs> which is three syllables. This dude straight up saved my career. I, I, did, I did Star Search in 2003, which clearly didn't make me a star. It's a talent competition. It was, it's, it's like every other talent competition. It's a bunch of people that you've never heard of getting in front of people who can't do the shit that they're judging. <laughs> and then they send you on your way. They crush your dreams. They kick you in the balls. And they send you back to Alabama crying. And so I'm on this show, and I got through the first round fine. Second round... They had these celebrity judges, right? And, you know, they had, like, the three set judges, none of whom were comedians. It was Naomi Judd, it was Amit Zappa, and it was Ben Stein. (laughs) Which, Ben Stein's a funny dude, but I'd have never seen an hour special from him. Maybe it is, I don't know. Maybe send me the VHS tape, if it exists. (laughs) The celebrity judges that week was B2K. Not even all of B2K, just two of them, J-Boog and raz B. I'll never forget them. And this is when they were hot. They hadn't broken up yet into fucking Omarion and all this solo shit. It was J-Boog and Raz B, and here I am, a fucking grown man, about to have my comedy judge by two (laughs) 13-year-olds. and I prance my stupid ass out there on the stage and and there's and people talking to you you don't even have time to be nervous during a TV taping because there's so many people pulling and yank. okay go here and when Arsenio introduces you you're going to go to the yellow mark and then after you go to the yellow mark then you go to the red mark and the judges that's what the judges will tell you you ain't shit and then you go to the green mark <laughs> I go out I do my set it's mediocre dig if you can find it March 2003 good luck <laughs> I wiped it from the internet as best I could, but I'm sure it's out there. Set to mediocre, right? It's fine. I sucked. But a 13 year old doesn't get to tell me I sucked. I'm cool with Naomi, I'm cool with the country music heifer telling me I said, that's fine, whatever. But no, not not, not Jay Bug. Your name is J Bug, sir. Five-star voting system on Star Search. Five stars, you're hilarious. One star, go home. J. Boog and Rasby not only give me one star, they don't even give me the dignity of eye contact while they're giving me my one star. And I don't know what happened. I'm from area code 35211 in Birmingham, which is statistically one of the most murderous zip codes in the country. And something clicked. (laughs) It didn't even dawn on me that they're 14 and I'm gonna try to fuck them up. Like, it didn't even dawn on me that that's not what you do to teenagers. You don't punch them in the face. And Arsenio Hall is standing right next to me. And I'm looking down because I'm nervous. And I look up, and Arsenio goes, he goes, B2K, what do you have for Roy Wood Jr.? And they go, We got one star. We'd give you less, but there's no button for that something clicked and I went to take a step towards them to whoop that ass and this is how smooth our senior Hall is man this is how smooth he is this dude on live television in front of 9, 10, 12 cameras just gives me a slight tug on the tail of my coat and he just goes Mm-mm-mm. no one else could hear it he put his mic down by the side so that the mic wouldn't pick it up, and he just went. Mm-mm-mm. And like black man to black man, you know that noise. He's like, "That ain't what you want to do, player. That ain't what you want to do." And he basically saved my career because I would have made an ass of myself. That's a true story, man. That dude, and that God bless me, because that was a year before YouTube. Because if that had happened. After YouTube had started, I'd have been all over the internet. Black dude punches j Boog in the face. <laughs> That'd be my legacy. I guess I was always looking for, like, black men to look up to and stuff in my career. My, my pops passed when I was 16, so when I got out on the road as a comic, it was cool when you interacted with people older than you. It got me closer to my uncle, too. My uncle was, like, the head of my, like, advice department. Yeah. The advice ain't always good, but he, you know, he gives it... <laughs> You need a woman that can cook, boy. That's all my uncle tells me. Need a woman that can cook. You up there in the city? You get you a cooking woman.
4: <laughs> my uncle's from
3: Mississippi. He can't talk without wobbling. He one of them dudes here. Gotta get you some hush puppies and some carrots and maple glaze, boy. I don't care if a woman can cook. It's cool if you can, but it's not the end of the world if you don't. Can you read? Let's read a cookbook. <laughs> Let's figure it out. <laughs> but my uncle won't let it go. My uncle, ain't nothing wrong with a woman having a career. I'm not saying a woman be in the kitchen, I'm just telling you, boy, when I was your age, I loved coming home to a hot meal on that table. Well, yeah, I bet you did love coming home to a hot meal. You was dating in the 60s. You couldn't eat nowhere in public. You am saying your only chance at a free meal, it was pressure free, was at the house. I don't have to live how you live. We got desegregation in Chipotle. I'm chilling, man. It's, it's good times. Talk to my uncle about health advice now. 37 I'm at that age. I'm past warranty. (laughs) Check engine light starting to come on a couple times. (laughs) Got to go to the doctor, get stuff looked at and everything. Blood pressure's moderate. It's no longer normal. It's not high. It's moderate. (laughs) Which means you show no symptoms of high blood pressure, but you just have to believe your doctor when he says it's moderate. And I try to figure it out, see if he's lying, but I don't understand the blood pressure fractions on the machine. (laughs) You know, the blood pressure machine got the fraction. to you know, the systolic 582 over 11. I don't know how to divide that denominator. <laughs> blood sugar's going up. So I was talking to my uncle about that, you know, as far as addiction is concerned. I think sugar's an addiction, it's a drug, same as everything else. Physiologically speaking, it hits the same part of your brain that cocaine does trying to get my uncle to help me out with that and make sure that I don't drink myself into an amputation from Coca-Cola. Because like, the thing is, like, like I'll never give smokers grief. Like, going through sugar withdrawals and, like, trying to keep your blood sugar down, that shit is a battle. Like, I don't judge smokers anymore. Like, I can't judge you. I'm drinking flavored battery acid. <laughs> I would rather have a I would rather have a cocaine addiction than a sugar addiction. If I had to choose, I would rather cocaine. Cause sugar, you know, you know why sugar is harder to quit? Cause so much shit that you eat turns into sugar after you. It's not just sugar you gotta watch out for. It's all this other trick shit that transforms. Oh, did you have a burger? Oh, you can't have a burger. That get down there and turn into sugar. You got to be careful you have a taco oh no man you can't have no taco you know taco got complex and simple carbohydrate that carbohydrate get down and metabolize and turn into sugar <laughs> say what you want about cocaine but at least it keep it real it's honest <laughs> cocaine is just cocaine there's nothing you wait, oh, what did you have a waffle oh you can't be eating no waffle get down there turning to heroin you got to be careful It's a more straightforward addiction to deal with. And I'm not going to sit here and try to compare cravings, but I just know that sugar is some hard shit to shake, man. (laughs) Then advertise. It's the only drug that can advertise. Most of these other drugs and shit that people hooked on, there's no commercials for that shit. There's there's no tobacco commercials. You get beer commercials, but you don't get hard liquor. But fucking sugar every week. There's some new fucking double cinnamon toasted fucking encrusted. Come on and pick it up. Limited time. You be sitting at home like, damn, it's double encrusted. I got to try this shit. All these different flavors. Imagine, imagine quitting a drug and then it come out. They come out with new flavors the next week. You be, damn, I got to try this double encrusted fucking honey maple glaze. You quit cocaine. That's it. It's just a battle between you and yourself. That's it. You don't have to fucking look at ads on TV. There's no new flavored cocaine's coming out. (laughs) Fucking quick cocaine. If your dealer called you tomorrow and said that he had bacon-flavored cocaine, you'd be curious. (laughs) I'm not saying you'd do it, but at the minimum, you'd call up one of your crackhead buddies. Man, you know they got that shit in bacon now. We got to try that bacon cocaine. You gotta be careful with that bacon cocaine, because you know they say once you snort that shit, it get down there and it turn into sugar. I got to go, man. Thank you, guys.
2: Give it up for Roy Wood Jr. What do you think your last words would be? Oh, my last words. Oh, my gosh. I'm talking this is like a very casual situation. Like it's not like you're casually dying. It's not like something devastating. Like you don't need to focus on the, who the murderer oh, so was. So this is
1: like me like reflecting on my life. Like I fucking crushed it. Yeah, okay.
2: This is you talking to a younger person who's like found your body. They're like, Grandma, we ain't Grandma. And you're like, Ugh, I'm dying. What's like your
0: last? What are your last? I would emotions? say,
2: I, you know,
1: I this is what I say. I would say. Fuck Michael Fassbender for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> who's also like who's also like <laughs> hundred and fifty? <laughs> Grandma! He's only that. seven years older than me. Oh, that's cool. He'll yeah. probably be alive then. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a chance. Wait, for me? You think there's a chance for me? Of course. There's always a yes. chance for you. You're doing rock solid stuff all the time. I know but I'm I saying th- for, I'm talking about your hypothetical grandchildren. Oh yes.
1: Oh yes. Okay, so. That was a JK. I would hope that I have enough breath to start with a joke and then end with something serious. <laughs> like an Oscar speech. You yeah, know, where that's how like, you do it. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so joke would be like, oh, go fuck Michael Fassbender, LOL. And then I wouldn't waste the breath on the LOL because that might be too much. Um, so fuck Michael Fassbender and then um, try and do some good in the world. That would be my final. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's like basic. I like like That's that's like that's like the Switzerland of like. Yeah, it's super chill. Yeah,
2: no pressure. But it's also like real because something achievable. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. I think I would do something like be like. (laughs) 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 I was gonna say be good, but I think that's the last thing Et says to Elliot before he gets on (laughs) stage. He's got big gourd in then way like, gets on the stage. <laughs>
1: Well,
2: thank you, everybody, for coming out tonight. Uh, yeah. Keep it going for everyone you've seen tonight. This is Phoebe Robinson. <laughs> this is Jessica Williams. Yeah. Thank you all for coming. Get home safe. Bye. Love it. You just heard Roy Wood Jr., Khalees Hawkins, and Shane Torres. Keep it regular, people. Subscribe to our podcast and never miss a show. And while you're at it, give us a five star rating. Five stars, BB, nothing less. Ever heard of
1: Tumblr? Of course you have. So creep on us at 2DopeQueens.tumblr.com for sneak peeks, hot gifs, or gifts, depending on who you are,
2: and more. We'll be back soon with a new episode put your life on hold we'll be back for a new episode that was my Oprah that was pretty good, thank y'all Two Dope Queens is produced by Joanna Solitaroff our team includes Rachel Neal, Jen Poyant Paula Schumann, Casey Means Alex Overington, Joe Plord, and Shanoa Estrada our theme music was composed by Jeff Brodsky, love that dude what up Jeff Brodsky today is gonna be the day that we're gonna, gonna throw, throw it back, back to you. you
1: that is uh oasis
2: what Ooh. about um look around the world pretty baby is it everything oh, you hope to be? I don't know the their wrong name guy, the wrong situation the right- I think it's um spin doctors oh I love spin doctors the role of me